Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Thank you for joining me once again. You are listening to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. You know what I'm going to say. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. You know that? Trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and those bikes that don't have knobbies. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free. How do you spell it? F-R-E-E. Three-day shipping. Easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us crazy people that love dirt bikes, street bikes, ATVs, UTVs, all that fun stuff that we get to do on the weekends because we need a release, right? Thank you, RockyMountainATVMC.com. Thank you to Fly Racing. Boom. Fly Racing has evolved so much over the years. Do you remember 2004 Fly Racing gear? Now look at Fly Racing. Light hydrogen, kinetic mesh gear, beautiful sets of gear. And you guys know that I am a pain in the ass when it comes to gear. You can ask Heather. I am not normal when it comes to gear. And I love Fly Racing. I love those two sets of gear. Those are my favorite sets of gear. You can check them out over at flyracing.com. And then once you like a set, go purchase those at RockyMountainATVMC.com. And of course, last but not least, presenting sponsorship. And they are awesome because you guys know I don't take anybody on this podcast unless I believe in them. Well, Race Tech flipped me. They made me a believer. Honda Sierra 450R, KX450F, much better machines because of Race Tech. Race Tech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Discover why when racers can choose, they choose Racetech. Experience the gold valve advantage by logging on to Racetech.com. Thank you to Chris and the guys over at Racetech. I was an OG Racetech rider way back in the day in the four-stroke nationals. I tested for Paul way back in the day. And they've been around a long time. They know suspension. Hey, you bigger dudes out there that hit me up, 250 pounds, what spring rate should I run? Log on to Racetech.com. It'll tell you. Punch in your weight, your ability, your bike. Boom. You know what size spring to get. All right? So don't email me that question because I just gave you the answer. Head over there, Racetech.com. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the support. And this week, fun one that I like a lot. I get some questions in my emails about Kiefer. I'm a blue-collar guy, you know, and I just bought a new bike, or I just got another used bike and I want to start racing, or I want to race again. But hey, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin. How do I get ready to go race? And it could just be some local series you want to do. 
But there's a way to get prepared. There's a certain way to do things if you want to do it right. I'm a big believer in everything that's passionate to you is worth overdoing, you know? Because if you don't overdo it, you're not prepared and you're just going to waste your money when you go race. So I like to be prepared. There's a structure that I have that's down that works. And I come from a blue-collar family, as you guys know. Heck, you guys are working 8 to 5, right? Maybe longer. Maybe you're working 12 hours a day. You don't have every single day to come home and train and ride. You're not riding 4 or 5 days a week. So you want to maximize the time that you have to get what you want to get when it comes down to when you go race, okay? So this podcast is all about how to get yourself ready to go racing, what to do, how to go about it, the things that you should implement during the week so when you go finally race this series or a race that you've been looking forward to, you're 100% prepared. Now, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I'm not a trainer, okay? I'm not, you know, eating salads and I'm not on keto diets and I'm not on the shit that's out there, right? But there's one thing that I have been doing a long time and that's been riding and racing dirt bikes. And Yes, I've been training a very long time. I'll tell you in a little secret. When I was racing professionally, yeah, I trained, but it wasn't really structured. I really got my shit together kind of after my career was done, and I had a normal job, you know, driving up and down the hill, what I call down the hill, which is 80, 90 miles to and from work. I just got more structured And I did things a different way than I was when I was racing professional, right? And I've noticed bigger gains, and I think I'm a better rider now in my 40s than I was in my late 20s when I was racing a lot. So, And I think that has something to do with, one, you guys are going to laugh because you listen to the Pulp Show. One is home life, okay? None of this I'm about to talk about is going to work if your home life is screwed up. You can say, you can go get a brand new motorcycle. I just got a brand new Honda 450. I got a brand new set of fly gear. I'm gonna go rip it up and I'm gonna go racing, right? But if your home life is screwed up and you're hiding this from your wife or the purchases that you make, you know, I I have buddies that do this shit all the time. They'll go buy new bikes and they may embellish and not tell their significant others what's fully going on. Or, you know, all of us dirt bike guys, we're wired crazy, right? We love dirt bikes. We want to go ride them. We think about them 24-7. And meanwhile, we have our wives and our families at home that want to spend time with us. But sometimes we're preoccupied with dirt bikes, right? I'm guilty of it as well. Sometimes I'll be spending time with my family and my mind is somewhere else. But your home life has to be intact. You got to be straight up with your spouse. Your spouse has to be all in on what you're doing because if she's not all in or if your family's not all in, your mind's going to be just off and you're not going to see the results that you want to see when it comes down to racing. So just make sure everything's good at home. Your wife knows what's going on and the fact that you spend time with the family. So when it's time to... Um, come home from work and you have family time, turn off the dirt bikes, 
get with the family and spend some time. And when it's time to hit the training, hit the dirt bikes, then spend all of your time thinking about that. So that's all I'm saying, guys. Just make sure everything's good at home. And I'm telling you what, your riding will get better. I promise you that. So first things first, you want to go race, right? You're picking out whether it be if you're a motocross guy, you're an off-road guy, you want to do a series or just one race, okay? There's nothing wrong with a little structure to your program. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of uh I want to say I don't want to say drill sergeant-ish, but you want to be structured so you can maximize every nook and cranny you can out of the day. You know, I'm not crazy like rhino but when you watch some of these rhino instagram videos and things i get snippets of things that he says i don't take 100 percent of what he's saying because sometimes the shit is out there but like i said everything is the way it should be if you train the correct way and you practice the, the correct way it'll turn out great so Find out on the calendar, first of all, what you want to do, where you want to go, and let's just, I'm going to take, for instance, if let's say if you're going to a track or you have a series that goes to the same track or goes to a, you know two or three different style tracks, make sure to ride those tracks when you have time to go riding, okay? Because the more you get used to that track, the better you will be when you get to race day. So... This is more, I guess, I guess if you're a teenager, this, all this stuff could work too, but I'm mostly talking about the older vet guy that wants to get back in it and just want to commit himself to one event, maybe two events a year that he really wants to focus in on. Now, here's the timeline. I'm, I'm not racing every weekend, okay? I ride a lot. I test a lot. I mean, I, I don't know who else can ride more than I can. Only the f- only reason why is because I have so much work to do. But when I was racing professionally, dude, I don't ride, I didn't ride as near as much as I do now. So you got to space yourself out and get you some rest, okay? So you're this guy, you're working 9 to 5, blue collar guy 40 hours a week, maybe more. Give yourself a timeline of 2 to 3 months of buckle down style training okay and when we're going to go over these things right here give yourself two to three months anything longer than that you're going to burn out because from what my experience is the brain the body the load that you're about to carry the stresses that you're about to carry from your job to your home to this bike it's about a three month span so if you're busting your ass longer than that to peak for one or maybe just a few events um, is going to be too much and then you're going to be overworked and you're probably not going to have enough pop when it comes time to racing. So find something on the calendar that you want to race, but at least give yourself two months from that date, okay? So that's the key time. Now, we're going to go over some things that some of you guys don't have riding buddies. Some of you guys have a riding buddy that you go with. Or maybe you can bring your wife. That's what I do, you know. I had a riding buddy, but he moved down the hill, so he's a cool guy now. But there's not a lot of people that like my structured program that can do it like me. Because, obviously, one, I ride a lot. But 
You gotta f- try to find someone or a partner if you have one that's driven like you. If you have a guy that's not driven and then just wants to go dick off and play around and you want to do your best at a race, that's not gonna do anything for you. So if you can get a buddy, that's better. But just make sure that you guys are in sync when you guys go riding. You need to have the same type of drive and structure to get the most out of what you want. So, Kiefer, what's the optimal range or how many times a week can I or should I ride? All right. Like I said, Monday through Friday, you're at work, okay? Are you able to get out from work and go to the track when you get home? We're entering these summer months right now. We're getting longer days, so it could be possible if you have a local track or a local riding area that you can, you know, A, ride some trails or make a loop for yourself, or B, ride a track and bust out some motos. So I would say two times a week is probably your optimal time for you blue-collar guys out there. And why do I say two times? Okay, let's say you can't get out during the weekday. You're on lockdown, right? You got to go to work. You got shit to do when you get home. You got, you know, help the kids with the homework. You got to help the wife with dinner, spend some time with her. So let's just scratch Monday through Friday off. But like I said, your wife has to be on board. Your family has to be on board. So those two times will come on your weekend. That doesn't mean you need to be at the track all day. You can get a lot of work done, have some fun, get on your dirt bike, get that release that you need Saturday morning, Sunday morning, or if you go to church, Sunday afternoon. Just get those two days in. Two days a week is plenty enough to improve. Anything less than two days a week, you're always trying to play catch up either A, with arm pump, or B, with technique. You're just not getting enough seat time on the bike if you're doing less than two times a week. So again, you're planning a race, two to three times a week is optimal. Now, let's say you don't have a riding buddy, okay? I don't have my, my wife's not into dirt bikes. She's not gonna go to the track and sit there with me, okay? Your next best friend you can have to get the structure that I would like to see you guys do is a Garmin 910 XT. You guys heard me talk about this before. I've had people email me about this. What is a Garmin 910 XT? It is a heart rate monitor, which can or... It it goes both ways for me. I don't think it's really going to help for you blue-collar guys what your heart rate is, but it's a good thing to have and know where it's at. The most important thing of about the Garmin 910 XT is the fact that it keeps your lap times. It has an auto-lap feature. It is a... GPS-enabled watch with the heart rate monitor, like I said, but it's bitching in the fact that it has this auto-lap feature that keeps all of your lap times, okay? Very important. Kiefer, why is it important to keep my lap times? I'm just going to go out and do motos. Again, anything worth doing is worth overdoing, okay? Have a damn Bible with you. I have a Bible with testing. I have a Bible with writing. Anything that I have, I have everything written down. So I can always refer back to certain days or certain bikes. And it's all laid out there right in front of me on this paper. It's so easy to do. But you just have to remember to keep track of everything. So this Garmin 910 XT, what does it do? 
You can go in, you can go to Garmin. They don't sell them anymore on Garmin.com. You can go to Amazon, Amazon Prime, you know, look up Garmin 910 XT. They're around 200 to 300 bucks. Buy it. It's bitching. They have all kinds of data fields, so you can have a lap time, you can have overall time, you can have heart rate, you can have a VO2 max, you can have percentage of your heart rate. There's all kinds of data fields on there that you can have that you can wear on your wrist, or they have a handlebar mount. I've done both, but the watch doesn't bother me enough. Um, I just I just keep it on my wrist, so when I'm in the air, I go past. Um, where I start the Garmin 9XT. So wherever you start that Garmin is where it will count your laps. Just word to the wise here. Make sure when you do push start, that one, obviously you take off and start your moto, but two, you're far enough away that the track doesn't come back on itself because what it will do is it'll trip it twice in one lap. So you want to pick a corner on the track that's furthest the, the farthest point away, okay? So whatever it is, just make sure it's far enough away that another part of the track doesn't get close to where you start and stop it. So you can also on the Garmin 9XT have auto stop, which I don't do. I just let it go. So if I crash, you know, or tip over, it doesn't stop on itself. The timer keeps going. So the cool part about it is I wear on my wrist. Every time I go around, it counts my laps automatically. It counts my lap times automatically. And then when I go back, you know, if I want to know what my lap time is while I'm riding, I just quickly look at my wrist and boom, it's right there. If I'm faster, it tells me. If I'm slower, it tells me. So I know how to ride or where I'm at inside of my moto, which is very important, okay? Now, if you have a guy with you or a friend or a wife, even better, pit board's great. Have the pit board out there. Maybe you don't need the watch. Have her lap time you. That way you can push yourself um, you know, internally. That's, what's, that's the great thing about Strava on a bicycle. This is kind of like having a Strava for dirt bikes without having the app, okay? Strava on bicycles is bitching because you can race yourself. And that's kind of what I do when I go practice is I always race myself. I have my log, right? So you have your book. So you have your Garmin 9XT, 910XT. You go back after your moto, which we'll talk about the motos in a minute, and you read your lap times, right? It's all there. You can download that to your laptop or computer at home or do it the old school way. That's what I do is I write it down in my book so that way I can carry it with me to the track. So I in, input all my laps and my lap times for every day that I ride. So now it's all laid out. So the Moto 2, I go out, right? Boom. Same thing. So now you know if you're getting faster or slower. You always have that record. You go back to that same track two weeks later, you know, chances are they probably didn't change the track that much. You know if you're getting better on your dirt bike. You know how the training is going. You know if you're learning something or, hell, I'm getting worse. What do I need to do? I need to reevaluate my technique, my corner speed, or whatever it is. Everything's laid out for you. You're having a bad day. It's going to tell you all in that notepad right there. So it's very valuable to me and for you guys that want to try and race and do the best you can to have some type of watch or some type of log that keeps up with you as you're riding. So those two things are very important. 
important, sorry, Garmin 910 XT. It's an older model, but I've tried other Garmin types of GPS watches, and they don't have the auto lap feature. So if it's not the 910 XT, find something, Polar or whatever, just make sure it has an auto lap feature that it will count your lap time. So it's, it's, it's very important. Another thing that's important, guys, if you're going solo and you're at your track and maybe you're just a loner and you don't talk to many dudes and, you know, you don't have much friends at the track, have a road ID bracelet. You know, it's smart just in case you crash, okay? If you're laying out there in the middle of the track, you have this bracelet on. It's it's real simple. It's nothing major, but cyclists use it. But it's very smart for guys that go to the motocross track to have these things on. It tells... You know, on the bracelet has your name, blood type, uh, emergency contact, all these things that are good to have if you're rowing solo. So that's something that I've been preaching for a little bit that I have that I like because sometimes, like I said, I'm out by myself. I park away from everybody. I get my shit done and I leave. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing, Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross, that's right, Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport guys so let's buy some stuff they're helping us out they're helping the supercross riders out of the world let's go there and buy some stuff at rutted racing or ruddedracing.com right now it's 40 degrees in the high des i am wearing a rutted racing hoodie and it's badass so go check them out thanks guys also don't forget you know it's coming after rutted racing screenprintingdone.com you know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees, get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. Screenprintingdone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. Make us some t-shirts. Go to screenprintingdone.com. You know who else goes to screenprintingdone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12. Get 10 for free. Later. Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However... There is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have... Huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. 
They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So, founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeyFringTesting.com, I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood bloodlubricants.com go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com go view everything they have there's all different kinds of oils you got an ATV you got a street bike you got a UTV or you got a YZ450F in your garage Blood Lubricants has an oil for you okay Jefferson Green he's been in the oil industry for a long time since 1983 but he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that so he wanted to create an oil that was good that lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag. 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order. Please order. And get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good. 100% synthetic. 
Go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com Moving on to breaking down motos, okay? I told you guys to ride two to three times a week. Well, how many motos are in those two to three days? A good rule of thumb. Try to mimic your race day schedule every time you ride. So, hey, Johnny out there, you're riding one or two classes, okay? So, you know if you have a one-day event, you're riding two classes, you're going to ride four motos. How long are the motos, Johnny? Is there six laps? Are they 20 minutes? Are they whatever the laps is or the minutes? Do that exact same damn thing when you go ride. So there is no surprises when you go race. When you show up to your race at your little vet national or at your local race, you're dialed. You are dialed in, okay? You do six laps, fine. Let's let's do it this way. Kiefer, my motos are six laps at my local track. Fine. You're going to go do a six-lap moto. Come down, write your times down your log. Come back. Go back out in the track, do another six, write the times on your log, and then what you'll do, if you're only riding one class, you're going to go do two four-lap sprints. So you're going to go back out after two motos, you're going to do four-lap sprints twice. When I say sprints, guys, that means 100% effort. That's what you want to do, 100% effort. I'm not saying go right over your head, but give your max effort for those four laps. Okay? Kiefer, I'm not in shape. I can't do that yet. Okay, that's fine. People always say, Kiefer, I got arm pump, I pulled off. Here's here's my my rebuttal for that. Yes, you're gonna get arm pump. You're gonna try to have to really learn how to ride through that stuff. That's how you get rid of it. People say, I wanna put some panther piss on my forearms and do all this other crazy shit that people do to get rid of forearm pump. Look, there's no way to get rid of forearm pump, alright? Besides riding your dirt bike, you can't do curls, you can't do these form exercises, run the treadmill, all this shit, not gonna do it, okay? You know what does it? It's trying to ride through it. Kiefer, I can't feel my handlebars, dude, because my arms are so pumped up. Slow down. Slow the fuck down. That's why you crash, because you try to ride the same, you try to ride as hard with arm pump as you do when you don't have it. So just chill down. You got arm pump, I can't feel the bars. Dude, crawl around. I can't jump this jump. Okay, don't jump the jump then. But just try to continue to ride, okay? Because then what happens is, and I'm telling you guys, your arm pump will eventually go down. You'll ride through it. And then once your arms slash body learn and realize that, hey, I could get past this and ride through it, you might get it again, of course, because you're one, you're probably holding on too tight. That's usually why you get it and the lack of riding, but what happens is your arms will learn like, hey, I'm going to pump up and they'll start going down. Eventually, over time, in this hopefully two to three month span, your arms may pump up, but it'll go back down quicker than it normally does. So do your best to try to ride through it. If you guys are scared and you don't want to ride through the arm pump, I get it, just pull off. But I try to tell my buddies or the guys I ride with, hey, if you got arm pump, just back it down. Don't have to go ape shit. You don't have to keep jumping the same jumps that you were when you didn't have it. Just continue to circle the track and ride. I'm trust. I'm telling you guys. Trust me, it works. Um, I've helped guys that had arm pump, um, and and it's it's helped them. 
I'll give you a quick story about this. Kurt Caselli, one of my good friends, you know, miss him dearly. He had bad forearm pump. He had forearm pump surgery. He had all these, he did a lot of things to try to get rid of arm pump. And basically what he came back to is riding his dirt bike, you know, like, and I rode my dirt bike and I got forearm pump and I tried to ride through it and that helped him. So I've kind of adopted that over the years. I've never really had a big arm pump problem, but when I do get it, I just tried to ride through it and it's helped me. So that's something that you guys can work on and try yourself at home. So again, mimic your race day. If you're doing two classes, do four motos. And then after your four motos or two motos or how many classes you're doing, try to do two sets of sprints. Three to four laps is optimal because usually three to four laps is at least half of your moto and you really can practice on some of that raw speed. That's what the professionals do. When they really want some speed, they work on sprint work. That gets their speed up, okay? Motos, obviously, is good, but that's a longevity thing. That's not speed. So once you get your speed up in your sprints, that rolls into your motos. So that's a good rule of thumb to do. So that's kind of your schedule at, at, at the track. Once you're done with that, dude, you're, you're done call it good either if you guys aren't tired let's say you guys are in shape and you want to go dick off with your friends and have fun and not really have a structure then by all means go ahead and do it but make sure you get some of that work in because that'll benefit you benefit you more on race day so if you guys are tired my suggestion would be just pack it up and go home because the quality of riding that you do is way better than the quantity of riding you can just say, oh, Kiefer, I rode three hours with my homie. It was fun. It's good. Yeah, riding's fun. But how much of that three hours really helped you in your goal of wanting to go race? So that's what I'm saying. So just make sure you get your stuff done. Do it right. You'll see more of a benefit come race day. Kiefer, what about off-the-bike training? Well, if you have time, you're a blue-collar guy. What should I get? I don't I don't have enough money to go get the skier G or the rower, you know, or whatever. I don't have enough money to go get a gym membership. I'm going to tell you something you probably don't want to hear. The quickest way to get in shape for a dirt bike, old school, run. Doesn't take no money. Takes a pair of shoes and go run. Can't run. My knees are blown out, Kiefer. All right. Well, cycle. Maybe you're going to have to dump some money on a bicycle. You don't need a $3,000 road bike, mountain bike. Go buy a piece of shit. If it <laughs> you you move your legs and the wheels turn, good. That's good enough because then you're still going to get work in. So you don't have to look cool. You don't have to have the nastiest kit. You know you don't have to do all this cool shit. You know that some of us do get to get. Let's get to the basics. Get a bicycle. It doesn't matter. Go to Target. Get a Huffy. Whatever. Build yourself a loop around the house. Get it done. Okay. I'm pretty sure you have enough time after work to get an hour cycle in. That's all you need is one hour. Find a loop. Go have fun. One hour. That's good for you to kind of keep your cardio up. If you can run, by all means, do that. Work your way up in mileage, but try to at least run 30 minutes. That's the optimal time to get some running in. If you have some gym stuff, for me, the best stuff that works for me is core work. Do a lot of core ab exercises balance exercises i do a lot of things that mimic the dirt bike i have a pair of handlebars with some weights in my gym that i use 
my rower has a pair of handlebars, anything to mimic what you do on that bike is beneficial to you when it comes to actually riding and going racing. So it's not rocket science. You don't have to make it crazier than what it is. You want to get your heart rate up. You want to exercise and just get a little bit of that off the bike training, which will help when it comes to getting on the bike. But if you can't work out during the week, by all means, again, two to three days on the bike is the best thing for you. Nothing is going to replace seat time, fellas. You can train all you want off the bike, but if you're not riding, it doesn't matter. Trust me on this because I've been off the bike before. I'm like, I'm going to take a few weeks off. I'm just going to cycle and train and ride. And I did. I cycled my balls off and I trained and I ride. But then when I get back on my bike, I'm tired as balls. 15 minutes, done. And I've been going on these long ass rides. I'm like, there's no way. But what I do notice when you're off the bike training is up and you get back on your bike, yes, you will be tired the first couple weeks. But what happens is, that gap that it normally is to get in shape on the bike, it narrows. So your off the bike training comes into play and then all of a sudden, very quickly, what happens is you're 15 minutes of tired. Now you're all of a sudden two weeks, three weeks go by, you're back on the bike, you're up to 30 minutes in no time. So it just kind of closes that gap and gets you in shape quicker on the bike versus, you know, not doing nothing. Okay. So It's not going to replace ride time, but it will help you a little bit. Now, bringing stuff to the track, I kind of skipped over that, but if you're you're going to the track, okay, things that you want to bring with you to make sure your day is efficient and you're not having to leave early and miss out on some riding. So if you can afford it, get an extra pair of wheels for your bike. Yes, expensive, I know, but very, very good having that in your garage, putting that in your truck. So if you do get a flat or something happens, boom, boom, you change your wheels, you're back, and you're done. Now, if you can't afford wheels, obviously tubes is important. Have an extra spare of tubes. Have some good tire irons, guys. Don't buy some cheap shit. I use um, Ty Davis. He has some really bitchin' tools and some things that he sells on his ziptieracing.com. Obviously, Ty's been around for years. He has really, really good tire irons, so you can check those out. But beneficial just to have an extra set of wheels with some tires, disc, sprocket, all ready to go, blah, blah. You can swap out and be done with it. A good parts box with nuts and bolts and things that you might need that in case it falls off so you have that in your truck. That's always good. Obviously, don't forget to bring your garment or something that will keep your lap times. Invest in that, guys. I'm telling you, please, that's one of the most important things is to have a reference of lap times. Again, you're going you're gonna to hear me say this more than once or twice, three times on this podcast. Lap times are important. They're not the end-all, be-all, but you will know if you're improving. And when you know that you're improving, you'll improve any more, even more because it's like a placebo effect. You say, holy shit, I'm getting better. My lap times are dropping by the week. Every time I come back to this track, I'm getting better. Dude, that fuels the fire. That makes you want it more. That, that'll make you ride faster. Trust me, riding is so mental. When you ride good, 
that leaks into your life, that leaks into the next time you ride, all of that stuff leaks in and it helps you. So getting on that program of lap times, having a structure and all this really does help. So again, you guys told you, don't forget about your little Bible, that your notebook, and it, when you have this notebook and you write your lap times in there, have a date, the day, the track conditions, you know, so you guys you know, can go back and look and say, hey, well, my local track changed. They changed a few corners. They changed a the jump. Well, put that in there. Say, hey, lap times are different because XXX, you know, Johnny made a, a different corner or they built a hump or, or whatever. So just have all that with you. And also make sure, bring some recovery drinks, bring some food, do some things. When you pack your little ice chest, what I have in my ice chest is some waters. I use Mind Effects. You guys can go to keyforinktesting.com and read about it. I'm not a big witchcraft, you know, powders are going to work, but this Mind FX does help me get a little bit of a bump, a little bit of a, um, a drive, a kind of like more want, a little bit more focus. So I guess it's kind of like getting a little shot of caffeine, like a coffee, but it does help, you know, for me, rehydrate me and get me a little bit of a bump, so to speak, on to the next moto. Bananas are great. Um, any kind of fruit, something light. You know, if you want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that's also good. If you have any kind of protein shakes, I like Rhino Power stuff. Like I said, I'm not a big crazy nut freak when it comes to all these recovery things, but their protein, Rhino Power's protein's really good. I like that. That'll kind of put some of that back into my system. Their carbo fuel is really good. Put some carbohydrates back in you. I'm very, very, very guilty of sometimes getting in a rush and forgetting food. And then I'm kicking myself in the ass when it comes one o'clock and I'm doing on my third moto and I'm like, holy shit, I'm depleted. And I'm scrounging food and I'm trying to bum some shit off of someone, you know, next to me. So take the time, pack a good little snack, lunch, drink program. Trust me, you're you're you'll last longer and your training will be better. Alright, when it comes to race day, the biggest thing that I've learned, and you've done all this work, right? Let's say you put two months, three months in, you've done the work. You kind of did what I've said. You had some structure. You went and did race. I'm sorry. You rode two times a week. Let's say you guys. Let, let's go back a little bit here. I almost forgot one thing. So, Kiefer, what about racing? Can I race a local race before then? Absolutely. If you have time to go race on the weekends, consider that one of your ride days. Obviously, right? But it's good because it helps your nerves. You get to race, you get gate drops, you get all these things that you don't normally get when you're out practicing with your homies. So if you guys can race, I would recommend racing before the main really important race that you want to do. Like let's say I'm getting ready for Vet Nationals. I'll try to race once to two times before locally just to kind of get some gate drops and get with the competition. But if you guys don't have time to race or if you don't really feel like racing, Try to find guys at the track or if you have a riding partner to ride with that are as good as you, if not better. I ride with these younger kids here around home. It makes me a better rider. Yeah, it beats me down because they they school my ass, but I also pick up on things. I'm observant. I like to learn where they're going. Find out where they're going on the track. If someone's faster than you, learn. Dude, that's what's so bitching about dirt bikes. 
I can learn something every time I ride. So I learn stuff from people that are slower than me. They could be taking something way better than me and I don't even know about it. So there's always something to learn. It's really easier to get quicker. I'm sorry, easier to get faster sooner when you ride with a little bit better guys. And there's a little bit of pressure on you, right? So if you have a guy that you race with that's in your class, hook up with that dude and go practice with him. Dude, it's only going to help you. Yeah, it's going to help him too, but you're going to know what to expect when it comes race day. There's no there's no uh, different punches, so to speak, when it's come race day. That's what's crazy about racing Supercross. The, all these guys know each other because they race the same dudes every week. Some of us local guys, you know, we don't get that. We might see another dude come out to the track and race that we have no, no idea about. So try to ride with guys that you, you race in the same class or a little bit faster than you so you can learn things and advance and get better sooner. That's a great rule that I've learned over the years because it's kept me young even when I'm getting older is riding with faster young bucks. Your style will evolve. I always tell people, man, the day my style or my technique gets old man, dude, I'm done. Like, I do not want to look like an old man riding a dirt bike, okay? I want to look at least like I'm in the generation, okay, or new generation that I'm riding with. Um, I want to be able to scrub. I want to be able to lean forward. I want to be all these, these new things. I want to hook my boot underneath the foot peg. All these things that I didn't really do you know, back in my day that I was racing that I'm doing now. That's because I've evolved. Always try to keep evolving. It's It makes you better. It makes you young. And you'll have more fun with it. Trust me. So again, when you're in a race day, control your nerves. That's what's going to get best to you is your nerves. It's not the end of the world if you don't do good, guys. It's dirt bikes, right? It's fun. I've learned over the years the process is as much fun almost than racing doing all the work and all this stuff i love doing it i love it and hell some of the ex-racers back when i was racing loved it so much it became their new job they're training guys now and they're doing these things because they love the process so much so you do the work i promise you you'll get better you'll probably do really good at your race but if you don't you have a bad moto don't beat yourself up okay that's the worst thing you guys can do is out there is beat yourself up and it just compounds and rolls into your next moto or worse yet it rolls in when you come home right you don't want to be a dickhead to your wife and kids so it's not the end of the world it's dirt bikes there'll be another race you're driving home you're going to work you're healthy it always could be worse so just know that and know when you're on the line with these other guys when you're racing you are better than them. That's the mindset you have. I've learned that over the years. I'm generally a nice person, pretty mellow, but when it comes race time, that dude's gone. I'm in race mode, and I'm just going to fuck all these dudes up next to me. That's the attitude I have, and that's kind of where you guys need to be at when you race. You got to... Sylvester Stallone in the movie Over the Top, he turns his hat backwards, right? Boom. It's a transformation, and that's kind of what you guys should be like when you put that helmet on. You put that helmet on and transform into a bad mofo, okay? Like, I'm going to kick the dude's ass that's right next to me. That's how it should be, and that's the mindset, and you'd be surprised how well that works. 
and, and visualize yourself getting a whole shot, visualize, visualize yourself riding good, all these things really help when you're on the starting line. So, And that also calms your nerves when you start thinking about stuff like that. You're not so much thinking about, oh, so-and-so's here, or Joe Blow's here. Who cares? Who gives a shit about those dudes? They're just like you. You probably put more work into the, this whole thing than anyone else in that line if you listen to this podcast. I guarantee it. Ain't no local guy doing this stuff unless he's listening to this podcast. Trust me on that, okay? Shit, half the pro guys don't even put the work in that are in the AMA professional racing. So I'm telling you guys, visualize yourself, be positive, but if it doesn't go right, don't throw the bike, don't throw the helmet, don't kick the stand over, don't kick the dog. It's all good. You'll have another moto, okay? So that's what's cool about being an older or even a younger rider. It's not our job. It's for fun. Yes, this podcast is about taking racing serious, but it's also fun. So just know that. So that's basically what you guys should be doing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, try to preach to you about eating right. Yeah, I eat decent. I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not a keto freak. But yeah, I'll have a hamburger every now and again. If you put some work in, you can eat a little bit. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a dietitian. So if you guys are 250, 300 pounds, you know, you guys know what to do. You guys need to eat a little bit better, you know, eat a little bit less, work out a little bit more. You guys know what to do. I don't need to babysit you guys through all that shit. So that's basically my whole spiel and what's worked for me about getting ready for races, especially for the vet guy that's been working and you're a blue collar guy. This is These are all the things that I like to do to get ready. And just know this, we're a unique breed, okay? Not everyone is going to like this podcast and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to race. I'm going to do all this shit. Some guys just want to go ride and have fun, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's f- I have friends that just want to go ride and have fun, go trail ride. That's good. But for some reason, I'm wired. If I'm not testing or if I am not you know, working, what I call work, which is testing on the bike, I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go motocross riding. I'm going to put some work in. I like putting in motos, okay? That's fun to me. So when I go ride for fun, I'm putting in two to three motos. Everything is lap time so I can look. I'm not going against my buddies, so to speak, and doing the lap times, but you know, I want to know my. I'm racing myself. That's what I like about dirt bikes is you don't need to go get a gate drop to race. You can race yourself. That's what's cool about having this watch and keeping these logs and like i said it's just like strava on the bicycle just race yourself it's 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 a good time and i'm just wired that way and i've always have been ever since you know my racing days so that hasn't left me so just know not everyone is like us and they're going to be like holy shit man steve you're crazy when you go these tracks well no just ask them hey do you want to do motos and they do cool then ride you know if you're much better than your your friend see how long it is until you can lap your buddy or whatever but some days it's nice just to go out and play a ride i haven't found that time yet in my life um i haven't did that since i was 15 years old so um i just like putting in work and structure and try to make me better for those of you guys listening out here that want to get better i have a feeling that you're the same way as me i don't give a shit if you're 40 60 50 years old it doesn't matter. If you want to get better on a bike, you can do it. 
guys email me and say, hey, man, I'm 50 years old. I don't know how much better I can be. Dude, there's always room to get better. I don't care how, how old you are. You put some work in, you learn, and you and you dedicate yourself just a little bit like we talked in this podcast, you will get better. If you have it in you, you can do it. So just trust me on that. It's, it's there. Just put a little bit of work in and you'll get better. So anyway, that's the podcast for the day. Hope you guys liked it. Something a little bit different. I've been kind of wanting to do something a little bit different, something more that hits home for me. But I know those guys are out there that are just like me. I've seen a lot at the track. I get guys in the email saying they want to race again. That's bitching. I'm stoked for you guys that are out there getting bikes that haven't had bikes in 15 to 20 years. Man, that's what it's all about. Getting back on that thing, having fun your dirt bike. That's why I'm up Steve's ass all the time. Get back on a bike, man. You're talking about dirt bikes. You're typing about dirt bikes. Go ride them. That is why we love this sport because we started doing it. So don't let life get in the way of having some fun on your dirt bike, guys. Be good at home. Be good at work. Do all the right things in your life, but have some fun, man. And if it's dirt bikes, get on that son of a bitch. Go twist the throttle. I don't care if you're a beginner, a pro, or 70. Just get on a bike and have some fun, okay? That's what it's all about. So, anyway, if you guys have any questions about this podcast, hit me up at chris at keferinktesting.com. And I'll answer them. Just make sure they're good questions and not some lame questions that I get sometimes. You know, paint me a picture about yourself. Tell me what you're into. You know, take the time with the email so I can take the time to email you guys back. If you say, Kiefer, I want to get faster in a corner. How do I go in a corner? I tip over in a corner. Thank you. That's not telling me shit. Okay? I don't know anything about you. I don't know about your bike. I don't know nothing. Take the time. Calm down. Write me an email. If it's important for you, if it's important to you, take the time, do it right, okay? I get a lot of emails, and it sucks to hear these little one-sentence emails. I'm not getting back to you if you're doing that. Sorry, not going to do it. All right, that's it. Like I said, hit me up. Thanks to all my sponsors. On board, RockyMountainATVMC.com. Race Tech, Fly Racing, Skosh. Don't forget about Skosh, people. Go hit them up. S-C-O-K-T. 25. Gets you 25% off. Do it. All right? Screenprintingdone.com. Ruttedracing.com. And Moto Blood. That's right. New oil sponsor in this podcast. Listen to the commercials, people. You might learn something. Trust me. You might learn something. You will. Just like you did in this podcast. All right, thank you guys for listening. Hey, have fun. Twist the throttle. Be safe, okay? Have a meaning to your riding. And most of all, don't ride over your head. Smooth as fast, people. See you later.